Welcome to MI Live, a podcast from Macros Inc., where we talk about how to make your nutrition and fitness goals realistic, achievable, and sustainable. All right, let's get to the show. And we are back, and hopefully Brad does not have tech issues like he did yesterday. Um, I do not have excavators going off outside of my uh, my office wall, so I'm actually at home recording this. <clears throat> I have a book that I gave my grandpa uh, called How to Use the Internet for Dummies. Do you want me to send that to you? <laughs> Jay's got jokes. Look I... at my nice microphone case. Ooh. So for anybody joining us for the very first time, be it listening on a podcast, watching on YouTube, watching us live on YouTube, on Facebook, or in our Facebook group, welcome to Mac, uh, welcome to MI Live, uh, daily nutrition talk show where we try to, uh, teach you how to make your nutrition and fitness goals achievable, sustainable, and realistic. Brad is doing a count for me for those of you on the podcast who can't see. Uh, I am Jay and with me as always is Dr. Brad Dieter, PhD extraordinaire. Um, and we will just go ahead and get started with our topics from yesterday. We'll just continue or really just start the conversation. First thing we're going to talk about is nutrigenomics. Nutrigenomics or, so, or nutrigenomics. Nutrigenomics. It's like economics. You're like economics. Yeah. Proteomics. Economics. Yeah. So the, uh, so nutrigenomics, nutrigenomics, nutra, <laughs> nutrigeny things. Yeah. Nutra DNA is, uh, the claim is that by testing your DNA, you can know what foods to eat will fuel muscle growth and what exercises you should do. Um, is that, are, are we in agreement on what the claim is? That is the claim. Okay. So, Let's start with where we started yesterday with is and not talking about any level of technology. We're assume we have infinite technology. Is infinite. is that possible? Yes. Okay. So it is possible. Is it possible? Assuming with a, infinite technology. Yes, correct. Not talking about a current level. Now, now taking into consideration our current level of technology, is it possible with our current level of technology? Um. It is possible. So I think, I think part of the question is we have to frame it correctly. So even in the current state of technology, you can get information about nutrition based on your genetics. The accuracy of that information gets better as your amount of information approaches infinity. Okay. That's what I would say. But the question is, is, how applicable is that information right to specific goals and that's where it really becomes that's where the conversation really needs to be had is what is it actually telling you and how useful is that information yeah so and that's and and i i, I agree and understand what you're saying um i hope everybody doesn't or maybe nobody doesn't i feel like a genius i don't know which one i want um but the so it, there, when they, when you send in a DNA sample to any of the, uh, the, and we're, when we're not talking about like the ancestries or, I don't think, does 23andMe do, um, nutrition testing as well? I don't know. I haven't looked at their website in a while. Okay. So we're talking about, we'll, we'll solely focus on, on, on that aspect. I want to make that clear. You know, DNA testing for other things, home kits, things like that are way different. So when I do my swab or hair sample or whatever they're taking it from, I get, I get a report back that tells me what. Um, 
so it depends on the service you go with, but generally what you get is you get a breakdown of like, here's your, um, basically best example would be like, here is your kind of genetic predisposition to carbohydrate metabolism, fat metabolism, protein metabolism. Um, and then here are your genetic predispositions to certain vitamins, um, like deficiencies and things like that. Okay. So by, by telling me, but, but telling me a genetic predisposition to a deficiency doesn't mean I have a deficiency, correct? Correct. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. So the only way you can tell that is by a blood draw, not a, a simple blood draw, right? Yeah. So that could be, that could be dangerous in itself. Um, what are, what are the, what do you think people need to know about the current state of nutrigenomics? Um, I would say the current state is the actionable information you get is very underwhelming. Um, and how much it dictates what you do on like a day-to-day basis is incredibly underwhelming. Um, so let's just say it, it indicates, oh, you, your body may be better at fat metabolism than carbohydrate metabolism. Yeah. How that translates into how you fuel for training, how you fuel for fat loss, um, how you fuel for overall health has virtually no bearing, right? Like you could, let's just say you're genetically wired to be a little bit better of a fat metabolizer. Well, that doesn't mean that you get to not eat carbohydrates and can still do a lot of very high volume, high intensity exercise. Okay. And can't I tell that within, uh, a, um, oh God, um, an epoch test, a, um, sort of, but not really. No. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So it, it, if, if my tests come back and say, I'm a, I'm, I'm better at metabolizing fats than carbohydrates. Does that mean that I should go on a low carbohydrate diet to lose, to lose weight? Or does it mean at least I will have an easier time on a higher fat diet versus high carbohydrate diet and losing weight? Or does it just calories still matter and my body's preferred energy system of fats? It doesn't mean I'm using more calories. So we've actually run those studies. Like we've stratified people into, Oh, you have a, a fat metabolism genotype. Let's just oversimplify and call it that in a, a carbohydrate metabolism phenotype. And then we'll randomize you to a low carb or a low fat diet. And we'll see if you lose more or less weight on your like genetically matched diet. Doesn't work. There, there's no, there's no meaningful, robust benefit across populations of people, um, that we can see. Now the other piece is it, how much that genetic predisposition or whatever actually affects your actual levels of fat metabolism and carbohydrate metabolism are still pretty minimal. Okay. Very minimal. Okay. Un poquito. Un poquito. Ambition. Ambition. You're, you have ambition? That's good. No, a little in German. Ambition. Uh, does, so it is, would you recommend that people, you know, do you see any usefulness in getting this and getting a, a, t- a DNA test for your nutrition done? Yeah, I mean, there's, there are some benefits, you know, things like your, your, especially for maybe pregnant women, um, or people who have some weird stuff going on, like maybe understanding your levels of folate. Um, you know, sometimes those like MT, FHR, HFR, the, uh, methotetrahydrofolate reductase enzyme that like oh, changes course. how you metabolize folate. Sometimes it can be helpful to know that. 
um, some of your, you know, vitamin and mineral predispositions or things to know. Um, those are probably the most actionable, but for the other stuff, it's just really hard for me as a practitioner, even having the level of knowledge that I do to ever really operationalize that amongst most people. Okay. So, so pregnant women, probably not pregnant men though. We don't need to worry about, they should not be getting this done. Um, you specified pregnant women. So I just wanted to make sure that we're telling pregnant men not to. Hey, um, I, every, everybody needs to know. Well, I mean, so Arnold Schwarzenegger wouldn't need to know in, in, uh, what movie was that where he was pregnant? Uh, oh gosh. The only thing that comes to mind is big. Is it, is it Mr. Mom? No. What is that movie oh. called? God, I can't remember. So, but, but, so pregnant men, no pregnant women. Yes. And is there any, any, you know, it, it seems, this seems like a pretty, you know, junior junior. That was it. If you want to do it, do it, but take all the, the information there with a grain of salt and use it. Ah, and, and good maybe, pun. Yeah. And maybe use it as a, as a guide. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting information to know, Not right? Like, um, but it doesn't really tell you much. Like there's, there's very few actionable things out of there for 98% of the population. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And you'll probably end up in a government DNA database. Anyway, oh, 100%. So just after you do that, don't commit any crimes for quite a while. Yeah. I, I think I told you yesterday, but you were breaking up. Do you, who is the largest owner of uh, DNA, private DNA samples in the country? Ancestry.com, which is owned by the Mormon church. Apparently. Mormon church. Yeah. They, uh, I, did not, I did not know that until he told me that yesterday. Yeah. They, they owned, and I don't know if that statistic is still true. It was true in probably 2015 when I looked it up. Um, they, uh, they had the, the Mormon church, like they were buying, they had just historical records and they were just starting to scan them and, and go through them. And they had lots of, um, data from, from church members and stuff. And then it just grew into ancestry.com kind of interesting. But I remember, and I, I, I never, ever looked to see if it was true. I remember reading an article, but I never looked into it further that the, uh, when you submit the ancestry.com DNA test, it has a, uh, a, it has a, a clause in there that it can be subpoenaed by the federal government. Dude, that's so crazy. Yeah, no, no, thank you. So you, my, my grandma, when she, when she did it, I submitted it for her and I used a fake name. I feel like that's very much like Gattaca. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's what I was saying. That's such a good movie. You know what's the craziest thing that I did not realize about for, about on this movie for, for, I mean, I probably had seen it like five or six times before I realized this. The letters of the title mm-hmm. are all nucleotides. Yeah. A, T's, G's, and C's. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God. I, I did not notice that. Yeah. I didn't either. I read it somewhere a long time ago. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. That just shows how unobservant and dumb I am. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, Julie said, Oh, I was junior. I wonder what nine months was about. I can't remember. I remember the movie nine months. I think that was a Hugh Grant movie, but I'm not positive. Oh, Hugh Grant was the man. Um, and then, Oh, yesterday I asked when you were gone. Um, I, I don't know if you were watching or if you were throwing Wi-Fi routers across the room. Oh, um, I probably was. Yeah, that's what I would have been doing. So <clears throat> I said, if anybody, and don't say the answer if you know it, Brad. I said, what does Wi-Fi stand for? Um, and let us know tomorrow without looking it up. It does not stand for wireless frequency. Wireless fidelity? That's what somebody said. 
Nope. I know. That's what I'm seeing. Um, if, anybody, if anybody has a guess, I'll tell you after the next section. If anybody has a guess, or if nobody says anything in a minute, we'll say something. Why? It, it's wireless. I'm not giving you any hints. Though. Wireless fiber optic. No. Wireless. No. You're not going to get it. Weefy. <laughs> Weefy. It's <the> Weefy. <laughs> yeah. Is because it? Tell me. I can't. Are we going to give away a shirt today? Um, sure. I think we should. All right. We will give a shirt away for the person who comes up. He's going to get what Wi-Fi stands for. So if somebody gets it, we'll give them a shirt. But we will also give a shirt for the best, for the funniest answer on what Wi-Fi stands for. So if you can think of something hysterical, what Wi-Fi stands for, uh, you will win. Somebody loved us. Somebody loved us. Heart reaction. I want reacts. You want what? I want all the heart reacts. Oh, yeah. Can we petition Facebook to make a Macros Inc. react? Yeah, I'm sure that out of all the multi-billion dollar companies out there, they will listen to us. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's jump in. Let's just jump right into our second topic here because that one went kind of fast. We're not even going to plug coaching? Um, we can. I mean, we can just jump right in though. Okay, we can plug. Jay, if you wanted to learn more about nutrigenomics and have somebody who can guide you through all the crazy stuff that goes out on the internet that people try to confuse you, like you need a DNA test and to eat to match that to lose weight, but you want to lose weight even without doing that, or if you want to get healthier, or if you want to get stronger and faster, where would you go? Um, I would probably go to macrosinc.net and I would check out that website. I'd check out their NutriWiki on there. Um, and then I'd probably end up going over to their services and sign up for that two week free coaching trial, uh, just at macrosinc.net and two week free trial. Check it out. No charge. Talk to a coach. Um, see if, see if it fits what you want to do. Doesn't matter what diet style you follow, what foods you like. We don't tell you to not to eat. We, we try to guide you towards a healthier, a healthier lifestyle. Uh, we use the Socratic method. The what? We use the Socratic method. We help guide you to your own answers. Oh, yeah. We do. Um, if you want, if you go to the macrozinc.net webpage and you want a good chuckle, go to the about us page and look at Brad Morgan's bio. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever, off topic question, have you ever heard of the, um, Prussian education, education system versus the trivium? No, no. I looked it up. I'm reading a book, and it was talking about it, and when education changed in the in in the world, and it's kind of interesting. And that your comment there just made me think of it about the system. You talked about system. Oh, but the okay. the trivium. You should look it up. It's kind of interesting. Um, it was like the abandoned the abandoned the the Prussian model is reading, writing, arithmetic versus the um, the trivium is um, grammar, rhetoric, and logic. Why can't we have both? Exactly. Yeah, it used to be like you start with the little ones and then work your way up to all the way up. And then it just, they kind of dropped the early one and moved up. I feel like you need both. Yeah, I do too. It was just kind of an interesting thing I was reading last night. I was arguing on Facebook with somebody and it led me to that. Oh, we could have so many arguments. Yeah. Oh, you should see the screenshot that I have of this. It was great. It was with a family member. Oh, did I tell you about my ex? This is totally off topic and probably doesn't need to be discussed on air, but I had the most just absurd interaction with somebody on Twitter. Well, we can talk about that either when we're done with our topics or we can talk about it after the show. Cause I want to okay. hear. Okay. We can talk about it after we're done with our topics. Okay. So let's jump on to our second topic. And that is Dom's delayed onset muscle soreness. So anybody who's worked out uh, before 
or, and taking a break worked out for the first time or taking a break. Um, almost everybody, not everybody gets Tom's, but most people have had some sort of soreness. And I think everybody's had soreness in the fact of you have, Oh, today you're going to help mulch the lawn. Today you're going to help move somebody's furniture. And it's not something you do every day. And the next day you're sore or two days later, you're sore. Um, it's most notorious on leg days because most people don't do leg day regularly. So they get it every leg day. Um, so what is in a brief, you have three sentences with only, you can only have one comma. Cause I know you, you'll make a really long sentence, three sentences, one comma allowed per sentence. What is a brief description of Dom's? Um, it is delayed onset muscle soreness. So soreness that occurs generally 24 to 72 hours later. Okay, that's that's one sentence. That's the first two. one was a joke. Um, it is generally caused by, um, there was like four commas in that one. It is generally caused by a inflammatory and metabolic response to specific types and volumes of exercise. That's two. Okay. Um, and three, we don't know all of the exact causes of it. Okay. So does everybody first, does everybody get DOMS? Um, you can induce DOMS. As far as I'm aware, you can induce DOMS in everybody. Oh, you can induce it like in a lab setting? Yes. I did not know that. If you have enough volume of high load eccentric exercise, I've never seen a study where you like do a DOMS inducing protocol and there isn't at least some form of it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So why is it if I go, let's say I take three weeks off of lifting, I go back and I go to bench and I, I bench 135 pounds for three sets of 10. And two days later, my chest is on fire. I go back two days after that. So four days from the initial lifting date, I bench and I'm perfectly fine. Two days later. Is it, they, they don't know. We don't have great answers. Um, a lot of it is like how your tissue is adapted to some of the training. Um, some of it's the inflammatory response. Some of it is blood flow. Um, there's a whole lot of pieces around it. And, and then like looking at people like Beck Gormley, um, our, our co- one of our coaches, uh, she gets stomps ever and Jack and, and Beck is, is jacked and tan and ripped. Uh, and she gets down every time she lifts. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said she's sore every time. I believe Patricia Nixon has the same thing. That's also very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's kind. Of, it, it always struck me when I was training, when I was coaching back. I, I, it took. I, I was like, "There's no way. There's no way." And then it, it just kept. She kept saying, "No, I, I have it. I, I, I like it. I go through it. Uh, I just, I'm always sore." Yeah, there's definitely genetic components to it. Yeah. What those are, I have no idea, but I know there does appear to be some genetic components. And then some of it can be training style. So like higher volume, moderate weight, slower repetition, like bodybuilding style training is more likely to induce DOMS than like one rep max squatting. Right. Yeah. Which makes sense. So repeated damage versus... Yeah, and and I think at least part of it has to do with the way that muscle tissue fibers contract and yeah. passive tissue gets stressed mm-hmm. during eccentric loading. Okay. 
So it is, is having Dom's and real quick, real quick side note off topic for anybody who's just joining us. People are listing the name, the Wi-Fi. So anybody who's live on this, if we're going to give away a shirt, if you two shirts, one, if you know what Wi-Fi actually stands for, it's not wireless frequency. And two, if you, uh, if you give me a really funny answer, this topic came up yesterday. So if you give me a really funny answer, it makes me laugh. You'll get a shirt. Like spooky dookies. Um, yeah. Like spooky dookies. That was a really good one from Heather. Um, that was pretty good. What is, so does getting doms, does having muscle soreness two days after, does that mean that you were lifting good? Does it mean you got more out of it? If I don't have doms, does that mean my exercise was wasted? No, it doesn't really core. That's the hard problem with doms is it doesn't correlate with a effective hyper, hypertrophic inducing workout. Like you can have high muscle protein synthesis without doms and you can have it with doms. Okay. We just don't know. Is there we, any, just, we just don't know. Is there anything that people can do for DOMS when they're, well, first, be, yeah. Is there anything that people can do for it? And when you have DOMS, should you take the day off? Is it like an injury risk? And we're assuming that you know the difference between an injury and delayed muscle, uh, onset muscle soreness. Is it an injury risk or like for me personally, when I train, when I have DOMS, I go train, it goes away until after I'm done training. Um, I would say I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. I just, I don't really know enough about yeah. the exercise risk of exercising with dogs. You can hear my dogs barking um, versus without it. I just don't know enough. Okay. So DOMS is just this big mystery that we just have to kind of deal with. Some people get it worse than others, but it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. And it doesn't mean you're doing anything good. It's mainly just a genetic reaction to training stimuli that we can't really narrow down. It's kind of like, why do some people have an internal monologue and some don't? We just don't know. Yeah. Which is crazy. I couldn't imagine not having an internal monologue. <sighs> I wonder how peaceful my life would be if I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have some answers on our, so people said wireless fidelity, Wi-Fi, no Wi-Fi. Why? <laughs> no, will fight when will, not working correctly. <laughs> I like that. Good job, Amy. Um, oh, we have a question. Wireless internet. We'll go to the Dom's question in a minute. Uh, wireless Ethernet capability. Nope. <laughs> Wi-Fi equal wish wish finder. That has to be it. Wish finder and Raquel. Uh, well, I think that I like. Uh, let's give Amy and Stephanie shirts. Okay. And the actual actor is Wi-Fi stands for Wi-Fi. It does not stand for anything. That's I refuse to believe that. that no, I'm, I'm de- the Wi-Fi Council has said no. It's people thought it was wireless frequency, but it's it's actually not because where would the I come from? I which fighter? Oh my god, that's it. Oh, that's awesome. So we're giving away three shirts today, Brad. God, this was an expensive podcast. <laughs> For anybody not listening live, watching the replay, you should get your you should get your butt over here. Yeah, it's a trademark. Um, and that's it's it is a def it, Wi-Fi is trademarked by the Wi-Fi mm. Federation or Association, and it doesn't stand for anything. Uh, according to Wikipedia, the name is sometimes written as capital W lowercase I, capital F lowercase I, capital W lowercase IFI, or all lowercase. But these are not approved by the d- capital W lowercase I hyphen capital F lowercase yeah. I alliance. No, I. I- EEE is a separate but related organization, and their website has stated Wi-Fi is a short name for wireless fidelity. Yes, but the actual alliance said no. Those scoundrels. And I believe, I believe the uh, when the original patent was filed for it, there's no 
it just says Wi-Fi. It doesn't say anything else. Speaking of patents, if you want to read the most unnerving, creepy patents in the world, read the Alexa patents. Alexa patents. Oh, like well, Amazon Alexa? Probably not. I don't. I don't have an Alexa read for it. a reason. You should read it. I don't have an Alexa for a reason. Read the it. Only, the only voice recognizing devices in my house are phones. I refuse to have anything. And else. your TV? Uh, no, mine does not. I guarantee you it does. Uh, my remote does on my Comcast box, but I specifically bought a box, uh, t- a television that a smart TV that has no audio input capability. Uh, what TV do you have? Uh, I have a Samsung. All Samsung. Samsungs do it. I'm pretty sure. You, if, if you buy one that has that. Samsung. TV I also have like a seven year old Samsung. To you. You're looking this up now, aren't you? All right. So. Our last topic for the day is is an audience participation. Brad, we're going to give away four shirts. Oh my god! Four shirts today, guys. So looks like Jay's not getting paid this week. Yeah, no. Well, Brad Morgan. Doesn't. <laughs> um, Brad Morgan's not getting paid this week because we give lives, away four shirts. <laughs> he lives on a farm. He can just. I guarantee you, he hasn't listened to a single one of these. So it's no, fine. not at all. He he lives on a farm, so he can just you know shave <laughs> a sheep or something to make a sweater. Who um, I want a sheep. What? I want a sheep. Um, I feel like that'd be fun for like a day. You're fun. All right. Mm, not most of the time. Active rest day ideas. So an active rest day is a day off from your regular scheduled training, and you're just being active. That might be going for a hike. You might do that every day, but you're not training. You're staying active. You're not just sitting inside being like, no gym, TV, couch, done. And there's nothing wrong with doing that, but an active rest day, maybe you haven't been able to – maybe you know – this maybe you know next week you're going to be busy uh, time wise. So instead of going to the gym four times, you're going to go twice, and then you're going to take four days, or you're going to take four days that week, and and go for a hike, go for a walk, a bike ride, something. So Brad, what is your favorite active rest day idea? Um, I prefer to take my dogs out on hikes or big long walks. So everybody in here, put your favorite rest uh act, rest day active rest day activities, what you like to do in here. And we will pick our, the most unique, but cool one, not like the fun, just the most, wow, that's a really good idea one. Uh, and we will give you guys a shirt too. I so, do like, I also like playing ping pong. For anybody who won a shirt, send me an email, jay at macrosinc.net. Let me know you won and I will send you a promo code, jay macrosinc.net. And I'll send you a promo code. Um, and I have your names in there. So I know who you are and we are good. So, um, taking dogs for long walk spread, like on the beach, sipping mimosas. Ooh, you know, I'm not a big mimosa fan. I've had one once that doesn't, didn't do it for me. I'd rather have like a Bloody Mary. So how far do you walk with your dogs? Um, anywhere from like a half hour to like an hour and a half. Okay. Depends on the weather. Yeah. Yeah. I take, I, I take, I have two German shepherds and I, I, I'll try to walk them separate when I can. So I'll take one on a, a 15 minute walk, then come back at the other one on a 15 minute walk. I'll do that like four times a day. Um, that's pretty, it's pretty yeah, solid. Yeah. It, it, it's helped quite a bit, you know, but other thing, I'm not a big, uh, like I'm not a bike rider. I'm not a runner. I don't go for jogs. I don't mind going for a walk. I like going for walks and stuff, uh, hiking, hiking, but it's just a pain in the ass sometimes. Um, and they had, they had most of the, uh, the forest reserves in Illinois closed for a couple months. So that was pretty, pretty difficult. That's um, one of those things that like didn't really make sense to me. No, like, no let's let's close the places where people are the most isolated. They usually are. Yeah, 
yep, yeah, I didn't get that one. But the uh, my new one is for the past like I don't know nine months has been horseback riding. I, I didn't think that it would be as labor intensive as it is. The actual riding pro- is, is not too intensive, um, but the the work that comes with with horse riding is intensive. Moving moving hay, getting the tack ready, cleaning stuff like that. I used to love to wash my car as an active rest day thing. Now that you ride a horse, do you sing that Old Town Road song every time you ride your horse? No, no. I'm going to take my horse down Old Town Road. I, I would sing that every time. I sing Bon Jovi. Um, I wanted. I wanted, wanted, dead or alive. Let's see. I'll be releasing my CD soon. Dante said, it's my active day. Should I not be here? You could, You should be doing jumping jacks. Yeah. Swimming by Candace, that's pretty good. Leanne said walking on the beach, that's pretty good. Must be nice just to go walk out on the beach when you want, Leanne. Uh, <laughs> that was the most like <laughs> underhanded thing I've ever heard. Oh, Leanne's been around the group in the stuff for a while. She doesn't She's been around uh, the, the macros block. With my dog, walking to dinner locally. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that one. That's smart. Walking to dinner versus like driving there. Get, some extra Get yourself stuff. an extra 100 calories so you can have more chips. Chips. You can have another glass of whiskey. Um, boating, kayaking, canoeing, basically anything that beats the heart, but I really don't have any creative ones. Those are all water things. Water's scary. That's not true. Yeah, it is. What happens if you get like a brain-eating amoeba that swims up your urethra? <laughs> oh that's, that's like my, that's, I, I refuse to go in the ocean anymore or in like lakes or something. Or what happens if you're in a hot spring and, and magma comes out of the ground and kills you? Like that's not, those are real fears that I have, Brad. I tell you, I have anxiety. Like those are real fears. These are real That is so not true. Cause before we got on the, before we went live, I was like, dude, my anxiety levels are through the roof today. And you're like, oh, I don't even, I never get anxiety. I didn't say I never get anxiety. Now you straight up said that. I did not. No, you didn't. <laughs> I didn't even like to leave my house because I'm so paranoid anymore. I remember one day, um, you, I like texted you and I didn't hear from you and I was very worried and you were like, I had a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I had my first one like two days, like a week, like five days before I, we met in person for the first time. When I had Was that, that when you had your beard? Yeah, when I had my asthma attack, when I stepped off the plane in Sacramento, stepped out of the airport in Sacramento to go see Alex Dedman, and I had a panic attack and an asthma attack. Like I had an asthma attack and it led to a panic attack, and ever since then, I for random things, I've had I've had probably ten of them. I've had I've had them so bad that I've like oh that I've just like had to lock myself in like a bathroom for an hour. I've never had one, but I have like had days where I have just like feel so overwhelmed that I feel like I'm going to have one. It's, it's never overwhelmed and they're always about random stupid things. And then I can talk, I talk myself out of them. Like I know they're not rational and I, I, I'm able to calm myself down. I just, yeah, they're weird. Um, let's the, brain, see. the brain is a very weird thing. Yeah, no. And I never had them until I never had them until I hit like my, my early thirties. How I mean, old are you? I, like 75, 35. But I mean, I never had until a few years ago. I mean, I was a fireman. I, I had nothing, bugged me. I was, I wasn't scared of, I mean, I was nervous about stuff, but nothing ever caused me to have like, think twice about doing something. But yeah. uh, we have Jenna said swimming and paddle boarding in the summer and yoga in the winter. I really would like to paddle board except for the water element. Maybe I could paddle board in a pool, but there's still water there. The pools are fine. Pools are grosser than lakes. Um, no, they have chlorine. Yeah. That doesn't kill everything. Um, good enough. More mm-hmm. than I don't want to swim in fish urine. Can I just pee in a bathtub and you swim in it? I don't think so. 
That's that's what a lake is. It's just a big tub of fish urine. That's not true. Diluted fish urine. There's also fish poop. Yeah. Uh, Britt Mullen, one of our coaches. Britt, you want a shirt? I don't understand. Britt's competing here. Uh, she said, biking, dog walking, hammock swinging. Uh, you use core to stabilize, so maybe that makes it active, right? I will take that, Britt. That's a, uh, that's active. Dude, hammocks are awesome. Casual biking along the beach. Is that biking in the sand or on a trail? On a, I pavement? think she meant causal biking because it causes you to be awesome. Do I need to get muted now? I I I, I don't even. You're lucky. You're pretty. Uh, My I, wife said that to me all the time too. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Cheryl says I umpire two to three games of netball on an active rest day. Umpiring is netball. I don't know what netball is, but um, that like um, volleyball. I don't know. I don't know either. Christy, we walked to Tim Hortons for coffee about 1.5 kilometers each way, or my other half takes us to walk, uh, to go walk and play Pokemon Go as a family. Um, so 1.5 kilometers. So what is that? Six units of communism? I don't, I don't know how far that is. Uh, 1.5 km. 1.5 km is, uh, a mile. Just under a mile. That's pretty good. Dead or alive, macros and singing. Exactly. Dante I'm says wanted, he, he worked. Wanted. I worked the dough on. I worked the dough on active rest days and bake something. That's that work. Uh, Leanne's laughing at me. Jay, I laugh at you most. Rodrigo said Wi-Fi stands for uh, won't call Fortnite instantly. <laughs> I played Fortnite like twice. Never. And I was like, oh my god, I, this could be very addicting. I can't do this. Nope, never played it. Uh, went cosmic bowling pre-COVID era. Dude, Marissa, my wife, is a bowling machine. Yeah, I can see that. Marissa's a very talented person. Did I ever tell you when Lisa and I first started dating, we went bowling? And we've never been back since because it was just such a shit show. Like, we're, we're not, we're not, I bowled in leagues and I hadn't bowled in years and we're just not good. Like every ball, like I think I had a ball go in the other alley. And so we just said, let's not do this one again. Have you ever golfed? Um, I have gone to top golf. I was saying, I feel like you'd either be really good or really bad at golf. Um, I, so Lisa is, is a very, very good and big golfer. She has not golfed really since we've been dating, since we've been together, but, uh, she, we went, we go to Top Golf and she taught, I, she taught me some stuff. And, uh, I, I mean, I can, I can, I can drive pretty accurately and, and with distance to where I want it to go, but like the golf cart or the ball. Yeah, both. Um, <laughs> I've been on a golf cart course and I got kicked out because I was 19 at a firefighter fundraiser and crashed a golf course in a water hazard. <laughs> I mean, I can see that. Yeah. And then they, they like tried to find me and the, one of the guys who was there, he's like, he's a 19 year old fireman. What are you going to get out of him? He has zero money and like lives in his car. And they just were like, well, you can't come back. Okay. That's funny. I didn't do it on purpose. I, I didn't know that there were, there were actually, I thought it was like a puddle. I didn't realize they put real ponds on golf courses. It just seems stupid. Why would you give somebody alcohol in a golf cart and let them ride? It just, because it just, this is America. Yeah. It just didn't seem smart. America. Um, Dante watches his cat and mouse with bucket head in the background was fun too. I don't know what that is. Is that a cat and a mouse? They fight, but just play fight. Oh. The mouse won, by the way. Us Canadians. Oh my god. Um, archery. Ooh, that's pretty good. 
Let's see, Brad. Which one of these is your favorite? Um, I would say the counts grocery shopping. I like that. That's that could be pretty active depending on uh, uh, how much food you're buying. I go I go every day, so it doesn't. I would say cosmic bowling, meal prep, cleaning house, laundry are part of my. That's actually pretty good. I like that. Cleaning house is an active rest day. That's pretty. I like that one. I'm going to start using that for my active rest days. You like cosmic bowling? Yes. Okay. Didn't Stephanie win earlier? Probably. Um, we maybe need to give one to Dante as well. Okay. Uh, Dante, send me an email. I know you have my email. Uh, Dante gets a shirt. And then we have for the Wi-Fi comments. The Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. We have who else won? Julie. Julie, you won. Send me an email. J-A-Y at macrosinc.net. And then Rachel, you won. J-A-Y at macrosinc.net. And was there another one? Is your name J-A-Y? Yeah. And then did Amy Hall win? Was Amy Hall the other one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll fight when not working correctly. Amy Hall, send me an email. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Yeah, really, Dante? No, we're just messing with you, Dante. Not really. All right. Brad, what else you got for me? We are out of time. If anybody has any questions, feel free to ask. Thursdays are the slow day for live viewing. I was going to tell you my Twitter story. Oh, is it is it appropriate? I will tell it in a censored appropriate manner. Can I log on to your Twitter right now and see the uh, No, be- well, maybe. The guy blocked me after this exchange. Oh, well, that's rude. It was very rude. Let me tell you. So, oh, well, probably January, February or something. I wrote an article for the NASM blog, um, and it was on scope of practice for nutrition coaches, right? Things that are very important to know. Um, big bad Twitter Brad. This is what we're talking about. So so I write this article and one of the like sections of it was a discussion of like, Hey, as a nutrition coach, you should not treat disease with a diet. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like in the, in the discussion, I said, you know, it's outside of your scope of practice to try to treat chronic diseases such as heart disease or diabetes through just nutrition coaching. Right. Like, yes, we can have some benefit of risk reduction through, you know, weight loss, but prescribing as a nutrition coach, prescribing a low carb diet to cure diabetes or cure heart disease is outside of your scope of practice. Mm-hmm. So somebody read this article, found me on Twitter, posted a screenshot of it and said, um, I can't believe you would write this. Yeah. You told me about that. You're a scumbag. Yeah. That's what he wrote. And so I was like, Oh, well that's not very nice. Would you be open for a conversation about like what the context of it is? And he was like, he responded, sure, scumbag. And I was like, this is very rude. Like, I'm just asking for clarification. And then he asked me if I was owned by Coca-Cola or um, Kellogg effing scumbag and then blocked me. And I was like, what is this? I mean, you are a, you are a show for big cola. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy. Can, can you share some of that Coca-Cola money with the rest of us though? Um, actually, I think I don't have any money in my wallet, so I can't share it with oh, you. Oh, well, that stinks. Um, somebody said, I don't know who this is because you're in the group. Uh, I want to share before, would you like to give it away to someone who hasn't won? Absolutely. Thank you very much. Just, uh, let me know who you are. Um, who do you want to give one to? Um, and not to this Brit Mullen person who's trying to get free shirts out of us. How Jeez. about Cheryl? 
wear Cheryl. Or if, if, if she's in New Zealand, I don't know how we're going to get a shirt tour in New Zealand. Uh, yeah, shipping out of the shipping for this stuff, we can. It's just going to take probably 60 days right now. Uh, shipping okay. to other countries from here for shirts has been taking 30, 45, 50 days. Oh, so she'll probably get it by 2021. Yeah. So Cheryl, send me an email. We'll send that over to you in New Zealand. Um, and, and I know Google is my friend, but we're doing a show and I can't, I, I can't multitask. I'm not Brad. I'm not smart enough. So Cheryl, send me an email, jay at macrosync.net. We'll send you a show. look up netball. And thank you very much, personally. Oh, it's like basketball. Oh. I'm, I'm looking at a picture of it. It looks like basketball. It looks like basketball when James Naismith invented it with a peach basket. I don't know who that is or what you're talking about. James Naismith, Springfield, Illinois, invented basketball. They started with a peach basket, but every time it went in, they had to take it out. So eventually he cut the hole out of the peach basket. Yeah, see, this is basic. I mean, it's, it's sort of like basketball, but looks like volleyball meets basketball because all these are all pictures of women and they're like six foot seven and just very fit people who were like volleyball basketballing. It's this is impressive. I feel like I want to watch this now. So Friday night, I'm going to be watching YouTube of netball. Of netball. So, thank right. you, Cheryl. Spread and news or anything interesting going on in the macros ink sphere that we can tell people. Um, the MI Live show will be moving to a morning time slot so we can actually, now that, um, I don't want to say Big Rona is over, but the quarantine schedules of people being at home are changing. And so we want to be able to be live for kind of like a morning talk show. So we're going to be changing our timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these are going to be podcasts. I have about 12 or 13 of them to edit and upload, um, probably over the weekend. Uh, that's a new update. Um, we do have a mobile app coming. Um, they have officially started development on it, and I chatted with the developers today to give them some directions of where to go and what to do. And um, we have we're building out some additional teams for writing content. Um, we do have a NutriWiki course coming. We are well, there's just so much going on. Um. I came up with, oh, I don't have the right notebook. This is a different one. I came up, this is a notebook that my wife wrote. Jay, is this where you have, is this where you hide pornography? And it's a blank notebook. And my wife wrote that in there. Um, so I, I came, what are those? Just, oh, your notepads, your notebooks. You're trying to copy me, bro? No, they're just notepads for scribbling to do's on my desk every day. This is how I get things done. This is last month's notebooks, Brad. Why do you use those? Why don't you use like little things like this? Because what is this junior high? Those are probably wide ruled, aren't they? Oh, okay. Phew. Um, because I have, I don't know. I just got it. I don't know. That's why I like to use. I like to use a spiral notebook. What's wrong with you? That? Are so bougie. Yeah. Spiral notebook. Sorry, I can't afford small pack. I gotta buy in bulk again. I, I I honestly don't know where these came from. <laughs> they showed up on my desk. Yeah, but maybe your wife's trying to tell you you're forgetting stuff too much. Probably. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, no, I came up with, I have a, uh, a few things that will be appearing in our client portal over the next couple months, all, all mapped out and done, including a new referral system, a reward oh. system for people, oh. uh, clients, clients are going to have a chance to earn some free, uh, some free coaching with us for just, just for being clients, not doing anything special, just checking in, submitting updates. Um, we're also working on a, a, uh, a couple other really, really awesome features to, uh, awesome. Well, I was going to say them, but then I figured you would, uh, so here's yeah. a question for you. You just, you, you mentioned the idea of rewards. Mm-hmm. So you know how you can get like cashback rewards for your credit card? Yeah. That don't do anything. Yeah. When you return something, mm-hmm. does that void the cashback reward. I don't know. Get it? I don't know. Yeah, because it's at the well. Yeah, I don't imagine so. Because at the end of a state, it's at the end of a statement about total purchases. Statement. But like, so for example, I bought my airline tickets for going to Mexico in like January, right? Mm-hmm. They canceled them and they refunded the charge of my credit card. Okay. But I had already claimed my cash rewards because I do it at the end of every month. Okay. What happens? Like I'm confused. I assume then you're just gonna keep it. Like if because- that's the case, I'm just gonna go buy a whole bunch of stuff with like 45 day return policies, and then just make it rain. Yeah, but I imagine it's such a small <laughs> return. It's such a small percentage, or but, and, and you need so many points to get anything worth it. I but imagine- like if I have five percent cash back to the grocery store. And I just go to the grocery store and buy like because I, I have a Fred Meyer here, and I just buy like furniture at the grocery store, and then just return it unopened like forty five days later. I could just make it rain. Yeah, yeah. Just buy a hundred thousand dollars worth of furniture every month, and then you'll get five thousand dollars cash back every month. <laughs> I'd have to severely increase the limit on my credit card. <laughs> I think the last credit card I had when I got it, I I I, I haven't had a credit card in like five years. And the last one I had, I got when I was like 22 and they gave me a thousand dollar limit. I was like, okay, perfect. That was, a, I had one when I was 18 and then I got another one at 22. And then I called them when I was 25 or 24, when I started my last, the same Chicago last company and I need an increase. And I said, I just need like a, a couple thousand dollars because I'm using it for a business. Okay. And they gave me a $25,000 credit limit on a card. And I was like, I, I don't need that. How the hell? Oh man, that got me in trouble. I think I think you do need it. Yeah, no. I think you need to do that and then write me a, a, a checky check. No, but it got me. It was a Southwest uh, credit card and it got me uh, uh, zillions of miles. Yeah, I don't think I paid for a flight for five years until I got rid of all my credit cards. I think it's such a racket that it's like, oh, it's 100,000 miles to fly from Spokane to Seattle. I'm like, no, it's 288 miles to fly from here to Spokane. Yeah, right. from here to Seattle. So I don't yeah. explain this to me. Yeah. How does 288 translate to 100,000? Yeah, no, it's silly. This no. is not like converting the U.S. dollar to the Canadian dollar. No. But I'll tell you, I've never been happier now that I don't have a card. You've never been happier because you don't have a credit card. I've I think maybe, there, maybe your I've happiness has I've everything. Never, I've never been happier financially since oh. I've gotten rid of a credit card. It's That's good. Yeah, no. What do you no. think the conversion rate is today? Oh, oh it's 60, even better. 60 cents to a dollar? It's even better. So if I have one Canadian dollar, I have $1.36 Canadian. Ooh. But if you have a dollar, a dollar thirty-five Canadian. So, like, let's say you had 
Oh my God. All right, guys. If anybody has any questions, let us know while Brad's looking up for foreign currency conversions. I need to move to Canada. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like 36% richer overnight. Yeah, but I think it's like 36% more expensive. No. Yeah, I, be- I believe that like Canada has like the closest uh, – their exchange rate is different, but the – Their purchasing power parity. Yeah, and, and the, the PPP. Yeah, and the cost, the cost of the living, I believe, is higher, but their PPP is pretty much dead equal. You just look, look, look up the Big Mac index. That's what I was going to say. Have you looked at that lately? I have not. Anybody who does not know, the Big Mac index is a uh, – is a uh, – economic tool that tells you the purchasing power of money around the world. Jay, do you want to go to the dentist for me? No, I am terrified of dentists. They're the I have to go on them. Don't want to do it. Uh, so the Big Mac index, Canada is below. We're at 5.67 for a Big Mac, $5.67 for a Big Mac. Canada is $5.18 America. So cost of living is cheaper then. Yeah. And my dollar goes further. I am moving to Canada. I will yeah. see in, you later. Norway and Switzerland are the only one more expensive than the United <clears throat> States. Australia, it's four dollars and forty-five cents for a Big Mac. In well, let's US move dollar. to let's move to Aussie land, mate. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard of the skyscraper index? Yes, I have. Yeah, that's that one. That one I like. That's my favorite one. Well, um, I have nothing further to say, Your Honor. Me either. Are we? Uh, oh, when are we going to switch times, Brad? Let's do this on the air. So, I, what time are we switching to first? Um, Seven a.m. Pacific time. Yeah, and this only affects the live show, right? It's not affecting anything with the podcast. Correct. Okay, so we will be live at seven a.m. Pacific, eight a.m. Mountain, nine a.m. Central, and ten a.m. Eastern, and then four a.m. Hawaii. Four a.m. Hawaii, and then that would be. So all you surfers out there, you could tune it to Macros and Clive. That would be from 10, 16, 15. That'd be 3 p.m. in the UK. Right? Something like that. 900, 0900 plus 6. What's 9 plus 6, Brad? 1500? Yeah, 3 p.m. So 3 p.m. Uh, you want to start that on uh, July 1st, on Wednesday, July 1st? Yes, we will do that. And if anybody wants to be our audio engineer for our podcast which literally means taking our files cutting out the intro from this and putting in the intro from the other one and they want to be part of the macros inc podcast that would be awesome let us know yeah and uh we are going to be having i'm going to try and get it up uh, probably hopefully by monday i was trying to try, try to get up like a week ago and i just couldn't i'm going to try and get a uh a sign up we want to have some guests some things all about some guests on here. Um, so you guys, we want to have listeners on. Um, we want to do some live giveaways more than shirts. So if you are interested in coming and appearing on MI Live and having talking about some nutrition issues you've had, successes uh, with Brad and I one-on-one for 40 minutes or so, um, let us know in some of the comments on the show. Send one of us an email. Make a post on the Facebook page. Contact our website. Uh, let us know, but I have a pretty good show lineup coming. We're going to probably start that July 1st. So if anybody is interested, drop me an email, jay at macrosinc.net. Um, and you can be a podcast listener, anything like that. We'll just, we can, we'll, we'll, you know, have a time. We'll talk about a day that you can come in early and, and do that, whatever works for you. But we'll, I'm going to try and do that like once every week or every other week. Beautiful. Well, with that. And hey, obviously Britt Mullen watches. Hey, Britt, you want to come on the show tomorrow? 
Yes, she will be here. <laughs> she will be here. <laughs> no idea what she's doing. Britt, let me know uh, if you want to be on the show. I'll send you an email as well. See if you want to be here tomorrow since you are here. And that's it. All right, guys. We're out. You guys have a good Thursday. And um, yeah, take care. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of MI Live, a podcast from Macros Inc. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate it. Until next time.